Welcome, welcome to the English podcast with Tommy from learningenglishwithtommy.com. Yes, there's the jingle again. There I am. It's me, Tommy, from the English podcast with Tommy. In episode two of Brilliant British Accents and Dialects, today I have got Callum, the Yorkshire lad. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know, I've always, I've always, got, I've had a soft spot for Yorkies. You know, and I'm not talking about the Yorkie um, chocolate bar that you used to get in the ninety in the nineties when you were, when I was growing up in England. I've had a soft spot for anyone who speaks with a sort of Yorkie accent. So, would you like to tell us? Would you like to tell us where you're from? So I was. Um well, I grew up in, in, in Yorkshire. I was born in Manchester, but I uh, left when I was five. So mm. this is all. And then, and then I grew up in a, a town in uh, West Yorkshire, which is like an hour, hour north, an hour northeast of Manchester. Okay. The name of the town I'm from is Hepton Bridge. Oh, so you're, you're basic, you basically, you've been through the War of the Roses then? You've been on the you've been on the eastern side of the Pennines and you've been on the western side of the Pennines. Where both do you, side, both, both sides of the battle exactly? Yeah. Which side of the Pennines is better, east or I west? I feel like that's a dangerous question to answer. I think. No, no, no. We're talking here about we're talking here <laughs> about think, identity. We're talking here about the English that you speak. Would well, you? If it's if it's to do with more like what what influences my English more and where. Like where am I more? Where do I kind of like associate myself with more? More, more like much more Yorkshire. Yeah, it's it's much, this, this it. Between the ages of five and eighteen, that's where I lived. So Callum here, it, Callum here is a hundred is would consider himself to be more of a Yorkshire guy, which for those of you not not quite sure of where Yorkshire is on the map of the UK, whereabouts is York? Where can we put Yorkshire on the map? Yorkshire, Yorkshire is, is pretty big actually because it's it's most of um, the huge bit of the north of England. Um, it goes from if you know where Manchester is, um, it is like east or, east and north of Manchester. But Yorkshire, there's there's four counties of Yorkshire, and and the combined population is bigger than Wales, I think. Um, it's like five five million people, something like that. Mm. So it's a it's a region of Yorkshire, which is uh, the region, region of England, which is huge. Like it's, um, uh, but it's most of it's the most of it because there's there's above uh, above Yorkshire uh, is uh, there is more rural like the northeast and the Lake District, yeah. and those parts are next to the border with Scotland. Yeah. So it's not quite the border with Scotland, but it's the bit underneath so, the region, underneath the border, not next to the border, but underneath. Anyone who just who didn't get a word of what Callum was saying, just look it up on the map in Google. Type Yorkshire in, and you'll get a big you'll get a big blob of of the of England, and there you'll find the county of Yorkshire. So we're, we're in the in this uh, in this series of episodes that I'm, I've been putting I'm putting together. I'm looking at the ways that you speak, the ways that different people speak English, because you know. Online and offline, I've been receiving messages like, you know, like it's out of fashion about, I want to speak English like you, teacher Tommy. And I was like, why exactly me? Because you speak British English. Yeah, but, you know, I've had 
one of I had one other episode from a you know of a teacher from Northern Ireland. She speaks English. Yeah, she's from. She is part of, where she comes from is part of the part of Great Britain. You as well. You come from Yorkshire, which in comparison to where I live is like the far north. You know, it's like the Arctic. <laughs> Anyone who comes from the town of Reading or anywhere south of Reading thinks that anything north of London is like the Arctic, you know, because it's cold, it's it's uh, and it's uninhabited. But as as you just heard, it's not uninha- not uninhabited. There are five million people living in the county of Yorkshire. So your identity and the way that you speak the, the way that you speak the English language has been influenced by where you come from i.e. you come from Yorkshire so you are basically influenced by the way that the locals in your area where you grew up spoke the English language yeah absolutely I don't have I don't actually have a very strong Yorkshire accent Um, I only have you you only well it it is in some situations it's a lot stronger than others Um, but I um, there are a few kind of like major things, that, major kind of aspects of a Yorkshire accent which I have, mm. which are things like saying uh, bath and not bath, um, bus and not bus, yeah, um, and sometimes not pronouncing H's. Yeah, because I can I can hear it in your voice uh, that you have a subtle, a very subtle underlying accent or subtle underlying sound that. Is very common to those of to, common to lots of people in Yorkshire. You speak sort of like a, you sort of got this strange accent, and it's got a bit of a jump in it. And it, if you understand correctly, if you under, if that or is that wrong? What I'm saying. I think most people don't like well. A lot of people don't immediately know that I'm from the north of England. Yeah. Because uh, of my accent, I think anybody who. People who have a good knowledge of, of accents from like an academic point of view yeah. do because there's the kind of there's these particular points and if you listen for them you hear them. Um, but I don't have so I have the kind of the big major points of the accent, but there's like there are there are dozens of little points. Hmm. Like uh, like every basically every vowel is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so and I I only in for most of them, mine is more similar to kind of like the um, uh, to RP, oh. which I imagine we'll have to explain. like the kind of Oxford well, Oxford English. It's Oxford English, yeah, basically. basically. That's probably the best way of saying it. It's a kind of like the language of because accent in the UK is very closely tied to class. Yeah. Um, that that I would like to just I'd just like the way the way that you said class. You said class. Class. It's not for me that for me that just sounds beautiful, you know, because when I hear myself say the word class, it sounds so oh you're so southern, you know, you come from the southern parts of England and you're boring. But when you when you just said the word class, it's got it's actually got class to it. You know, but without without you um choking on your cup of coffee or your tea that you just finished, um what are there certain words or certain phrases that you that only you guys you guys speak in your part of England or that you it's say actually, in your really, part it's really hard to know with a lot of um, 
regional expressions because you don't often you don't realize that something is very um that's, is very associated with a particular region yeah until um until you say it to somebody who's not from there yeah um it's a reason that i'm always saying this to people who are learning english that what always I, i've started saying to people who are learning english that you don't have to like obsessively learn where all the where the English that you use comes from, where it's most common, yeah. because native speakers also use expressions that other native speakers need explained after anyway. Mm. Uh, like the example that I, the example that immediately came to mind is quite a vulgar one. I'm not sure if. Uh, of course, yeah, uh, let let it out, let it out, sunshine, <laughs> let it out. Come on. I, I remember I was speaking to someone once from uh, from the south of England. Um, and uh, I can't remember what we were talking about, but I described, I wanted to describe something that I thought was just, I was describing something which I thought was uh, nonsense. Yeah. And I said, it's a pile of wank. Uh, <laughs> which is, uh, of course, it's very, in, in English, it's quite rude, quite vulgar. Yeah. Quite, very, very vulgar. That's going off the person, scale. We're almost off the scale vulgar here. You know, you've okay. almost got, you, I'm wondering now whether I should even, um, whether I should even allow that to be in the episode, but no, seriously speaking, if you if you learn a language, you have to be able to understand at times the uh, the vulgarity of the language itself. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not an expression. I mean, it's an expression that I use in, in a very familiar context. It's yeah. Not, it's if you use that in a context where you're. Uh, well, if you're describing what somebody says, even somebody that you know as as, as a panel link, then you're you're being very you're being very rude. I don't think. Yeah, I think I think it's. I think for me, it's um, uh, it's um, it's good to know vulgar expressions, but you should if you're learning English, you should be very careful about how you use them. Exactly. Because yeah. you never. It's very. I mean, I, 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 I've done this with French a lot, underestimating how vulgar expressions are. Mm. Um, so you have to be very careful. Um, I can't remember where I was going. I, I think there's also, there is also a different, like there's, there are cultural differences and not just accent ones. Like I think, um, uh, like with vulgarity, I think um, in the north of England, uh, well, in, in other parts of the UK as well, I think it, particularly in Scotland, yeah. Vulgarity, like in most, uh, like vulgarity is a lot more accepted than in uh, the south of England. Mm. The north of England is more accepted than the south, but in Scotland, even more accepted. Yeah, it's uh, part of a daily kind of conversation. But that will be that might be something that I will ask later in a later, someone else in another episode of this of this series of brilliant British accents and dialects. Is there one <laughs> word? Let me just okay. I would like you to pronounce the words that I pronounce in as in as in as natural way as possible that we can maybe hear the the Yorkshire side of you, the Callum Par the Callum Paramore Yorkshire lad. Yeah? So I'm going to say a few words which which you might associate with Yorkshire. And I'd like you to try and I'd like you to pronounce them in as natural way as possible. So we've got cricket. Cricket. And we have the word wicket. Give us <laughs> a very particular wicket. Yeah, and we've also got the famous Yorkshire man himself, Geoffrey Boycott. 
Jeffrey Boycott. Uh, there we go. So we have three words, and if you listen carefully to those three words, the T at the end was not pronounced as a T. It was swallowed down by... Yeah. Swallowed down. I, I think you, that it's much more... Because it's quite common in a lot of British accents, not... Uh, but it's, it's particularly used in in the Yorkshire accent. It's very, very common. Yeah. Because um, uh, I think you find it in London, in a lot of London accents as well. Me not being uh, from London, I wouldn't like to make a comment about that. <laughs> it wouldn't be right for me to make a comment about what Londoners say or how Londoners speak because come, I come from uh, the Royal County of Berkshire and, you know, being the Royal County of Berkshire, that means we have to speak in the way the Queen speaks, or as good as possible. Um, just the last one here. If we were to come to your your corner of Yorkshire, would non-natives find it hard to be able to understand natives? Um, I think it depends, um, because the more uh, familiar a context you find yourself in, the stronger the Yorkshire accents will be. The more informal the context. So if you're in a pub, very possibly will be difficult. Uh, or you'll just. Though the thing is that I think most people are. Because um, English people are generally quite bad at modifying our English to make it more understandable to non native speakers. Yeah. But I think speakers of regional varieties of English are better at adjusting their language to make it more like standard English. Yeah. Um, so I think if you, if you, in, even in, so in some informal situations might be difficult, but I think once you, if you say, I don't, I don't, <laughs> somebody uses that expression and you have no idea what it means, hmm. um, you'll be able to, you'll be able to say, sorry, I don't understand, and someone will explain it to you. Hopefully, hopefully, if they don't, exactly. they don't look down at you as if you are a non-native. But no, generally speaking, you're right. Um, there are communities up and down the UK where they do modify the language so that you understand it a bit more as a non-native. Um, yeah. I know, for example, where I come from, we speak in the sort we speak in a more standardised English. So there are lots. There's easy. It's easier to understand than say if I went to the deepest, darkest corner of Yorkshire. Because, you know, even as a native, I would have, I have problems understanding at times what some people yeah, are trying to say. You, I can give you a good example of this, because I remember it's uh, in a pub. I, I, I can't, I, you know, it was, it was a friend of mine who, who heard this, uh, like, in a kind of, if you go, if you, you know, go not just to Yorkshire, but kind of like really isolated parts, you'll find some really strong accents. Um, and it was in he uh, was in a pub and a man got up well, stood up and said I'm just off to water us uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you can if you can uh, work out what that means so the man guess, stands up and said I'm off to water us I guess it's something to go with I guess it's something to go with to go to a toilet perhaps It is that, yes. It, it means, literally, literally it means uh, I'm going to water the horse. <laughs> uh, but water, like, it's not very common in Yorkshire accents, but it still happens, can, can become water. Water. Or water, not, depending on, uh, because all the Yorkshire accents don't have the, the glottal stop. 
mm. little bit when you're swallowing the tea. Yeah. Um, but more uh, then you also have horse becoming us. <laughs> old, old, really old Yorkshire accents, really like um, to make sounds really short and really flat. Yeah. Uh, so you have a lot of you have a lot of that kind of change. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. I I personally, as a native, I've learned a lot from this conversation with you. Um, Callum Paramore from the deepest, darkest corner of Yorkshire. I'd like to thank you, lad, for coming on to the English podcast with Tommy. And I hope that the I hope that the accent I just put on was acceptable to a Yorkie lad like yourself. Not bad, not bad, not bad. I won't. I will not give up trying ever to try and sound like someone from Yorkshire because it's it's something for me as a southerner. It's quite exotic. It's an exotic thing. I think you do a passable Yorkshire accent. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep it. I'm keeping it there, lads. Okay, is that all right with you? <laughs> Indeed. Dear listeners, I'd like to thank you for joining me. I'd like to thank you for listening into the episode, second episode of the brilliant British accents and podcast, uh, accents and dialects. You've been listening to me, Tommy. It's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from Callum. Bye bye.